Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. Sunday schoolers, this is your time. You can uh, head out. Uh, Sunday school people. Great. I see some adults leaving with the kids. I know something's up, uh, but yeah, we're good. Gosh, what a privilege it is to be here this morning. Uh, it's uh, love listening to you worship this morning. Uh, every now and again, New Song Family Church decides to sing loud uh, when they're worshiping, and this is one of those days, and it always it always catches me. And as I'm getting older, it makes me emotional. Uh, but just to see this unified worship uh, as we come together, loudly praising God together, it's always spectacular. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that this morning. I just want to address the great twelves today and as I'm addressing the great twelves uh, this morning I want to also address the rest of you uh, this is a message that Jesus spoke uh, to his disciples uh, those those twelve those apostles that he sent out uh, to be his 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 voice his message and uh, in Matthew chapter 10 and in other passages but primarily in Matthew 10 you see this amazing this amazing rationale for why they should go out, why they shouldn't be afraid, and why should they, why they should take a stand and stand firm and not be afraid, but just to go. In, in Matthew 10, he gives at least, at least four compelling reasons why they should make a stand and not be afraid. Uh, there are many reasons uh, that we should not be afraid as followers of Jesus Christ, many, many reasons. Uh, Jesus gives us four in Matthew 10 that I want to share with you today that I think apply to all of us this morning. Why make a stand? Why stand firm? Why, why not be afraid when you're going out into the world? This is a difficult, we heard some of our people here say, this is a tough world, that coming to YWAP is a, a place of peace where they could come and just for you know, shelter and, and comfort and to remind themselves of, of, of who God is. Uh, thank you, Hannah, for sharing what you shared, that uh, you learn how to be brave uh, at YWAP, uh, how to stand and, and play music and worship, uh, how to speak. Uh, that's the hope for all of us, that we would, in, in God's power, would be brave enough to stand firm in this world. This is not an easy place. Anyone tell you differently is lying to you. The world is tough. Uh, we know that. And, and last Sunday, we actually talked about why the world is difficult and, and why we still need to make a stand. I'm going to give you four reasons this morning why we need to make a stand based on Matthew 10. First of all, we make a stand because we belong. We belong to God. I don't know what kind of family that you uh, were raised in, uh, but uh, I was raised in a family that was proud of its name, proud of its heritage. And if someone bullied me and messed with me when I was a kid, uh, very often uh, I said, you wouldn't do that if you knew who I was. If you, knew, if you knew my family, if you knew where I come from, you would not mess with me. Have you ever said that? Have you ever been told that when you're bullying someone? Listen, you would not do that if you knew. I'm going to tell my parents on you. When you were a kid, surely you did this. When you were a child, I'm going to tell my parents on you. I had friends when I was growing up who were very confident that their parents could destroy me uh, if I messed with them. I'm going to tell my dad on you because people don't mess with my family. All right? That's not how it works. This is not true with the children of God. Um, as children of God... Jesus Christ has made it very clear, scripturally, that as his children, people will mess with us. The fact of the matter is, is that because we belong to God, we will be bullied. We will experience pushback. That's a fact. 
It's different than kind of how we're raised maybe. But because we belong to God, we will face persecution. And so we need to stand. Don't be afraid. It says it's coming. Whether you want it or not, it is coming because you belong to God. Interesting, isn't it? You ever thought about that before? That because you belong to him, it's an invitation for people to mess with you. That's just the way it is. This is what Jesus said. He said, listen, um, all nations, this is in Matthew 10, verse 22, all nations will hate you because you are my followers. Jesus didn't play around with this. He said, this is the fact. <laughs> they will hate you because you follow me. In John 17, he says, they will hate you because you belong. When he prayed to the Father, he said, I'm not praying, God, that you take them out of the world, but I'm praying, God, that they will stand and protect them from the evil one. Because just like they hated me, they're going to hate you because we belong to Jesus. When someone persecutes you, you can say, do you know who I belong to? But Jesus said, this is going to happen. And because we belong, he's going to give us the power that we need to stand firm in those moments to make the stand. Because we belong to God, we have opposition. That's just a fact. That's part of our faith. Part of the reality of belonging is that we make a stand even if we don't want to because we belong to him. There's several reasons for this. We used to belong to the world and we used to belong to, to, to followers of Satan, basically. There's two types of people in the world. I don't know if you realize there's not people who follow Satan and people who follow God. There's only two types of people in the world. People who are lost, people who are saved. People who belong to evil, people who belong to God. Salvation comes through Jesus Christ, and that's the pathway to where we belong to him. Paul wrote this in Ephesians 2. He said, because of the spirit of disobedience, because of the spirit of evil that continues to flow through people who don't know God, that spirit will be in opposition to children who belong to God who are filled with the spirit. By virtue of the fact that the spirit lives in us and the spirit does not live in others, but the, the spirit of disobedience lives in the world, there'll be a spiritual battle. There will be opposition because we belong to God. But there are other reasons why we make our stand, all right? Not just because we belong to God, but because of who God is. God is just. And so we stand firm and, and Jesus said, don't be afraid because God is just. And God's justice wins in the end. God's fairness, God's system of right and wrong wins ultimately. He said in Matthew 10, he said, make your stand on top of the rooftops. Shout aloud the truth of God. Because ultimately, when all is said and done, God's truth wins. He said everything that's hidden today, every secret evil that's tucked away, every wrong behavior that is there will be exposed and brought to light in the justice of our God. The fact of the matter is, is grade 12 and all of us, we need to understand this. We live in a world and systems of justices that are not equal, equal to God's justice. We live in systems of justice that are unjust over and over again. Matter of fact, we see new laws that are written and new ways of thinking. So this is fair. This is right when it's actually not right. And very often we are the subjects of that kind of injustice where we live in a world that very often is not fair. And very often as a believer, you're going to be asked to stand firm on, a, on, a, on an issue of right and wrong, and the world will not agree with you. God's justice very often doesn't make sense in this world. You might find yourself standing in front of a group of people 
who don't agree with you on issues of gender, on issues of race, on issues of how money should be spent. There's so many issues in our world today that are complicated and complex. But the justice of God is right. His ways are true. And ultimately, His ways win. So when you stand in front of a group of people where no one agrees with you, but you know this is what God has asked you to say, and this is God's system of right and wrong, stand firm, because ultimately God's justice prevails in the end. So we make a stand, and we are not afraid because we belong to Him. And opposition is coming. But we also make a stand because God's justice is truly just. And ultimately, that wins. Sometimes the justice of our world, the injustice of our world, is so loud, it's so, it's so bold, it's so in your face, it's overwhelming, it's frightening. You think, what is, where is our world going? But ultimately, the justice of God will prevail. So he said, stand firm. We're told in Matthew 10, he said to his apostles, you're going to be brought before judges who don't agree with you. You're going to be brought into courts. He says, but don't worry. When you stand in front of them, I'll give you what you need to speak. This is everything you need to say in that moment. I'll empower you and I'll help you make that stand. The justice of God. But not just the justice of God. We don't belong to one who's, who's just right. We belong to one who is supremely powerful. There's no one who is more powerful than our God. He says in Matthew 10, he says, don't be afraid of the, the person standing in front of you. Be afraid rather of me, God Almighty, who has power over your body and your soul. That's what he says. Fear God, because God has power over not just your body, but also your soul. Fear God. There's no one more powerful than our God. And so we make a stand. And we're not afraid because we belong to Him, because He's fair, but He's also more powerful. There is no one you will ever face that is challenging your convictions that is more powerful than the one who gave you those convictions. That person does not exist. You think of any powerful figure. Think of anyone you've been afraid of. Think of anyone who's bigger than life. God is bigger. And God is more powerful. And there is no one, absolutely no one, who is more powerful than our God. So make your stand. And stand firm, grade 12. I promise you, grade 12, when you go to university in different places, people will challenge your faith. People will challenge your ideology. People will challenge your morality. Stand firm. That person in front of you is not as powerful as our God. We belong to God. Therefore, we will have opposition. If they did it to Jesus, if they crucified him, they will crucify you. Jesus makes a real strong case. He says, listen, if they did it to me, they're going to do it to you. That's just the way it is. Paul took another step in Romans 8. He said, as a child of God, evidence that we are a child of God is that we suffer with Christ. That's part of the world. But God's justice will prevail. We belong to him. God is fair. God is just. And God is all-powerful. There is no one, including Thanos. <laughs> well, 
when God snaps his finger, that's the way it is. God is all-powerful. But God is more loving than anyone that will ever stand in front of you. There is no one who loves you like God loves. You, you will not meet that person. You will think maybe, oh man, this sweetie, this honey, oh man, they love me. No, no, no. No one loves like God. He's obsessively loving. And he defines his love in Matthew 10. He says this, that uh, every hair on your head is counted. That's pretty obsessive. Now, I love my children. I have four children, and I love them. And a lot of them have a lot of hair, less and less in my sons. But I never, and Dana, I, unless Dana did this without telling me, but I don't know if we ever made our kids sit down and, and we took time to count their hair. Uh, I don't think we've ever done that. Have you ever counted the hair? Never. We've never, never done that. God knows the number of hairs you have on your head. This is very important to a person like me. <laughs> yeah. But a person like me, though, however, it takes God less time. So, you know, <laughs> less time to count this. God knows the numbers of the hair on you. He's obsessively loving. He is obsessed with every detail of who you are. He cares about every single thing about you. And when you're standing with people opposing you and your beliefs, understand that person who's opposing you doesn't love you like God loves you. It, it, they don't. They might be telling you, you know, I love you, so please do this. You know, if you love me, you would do this. This is the kind of challenges you're going to get into. You may already have had those challenges of, of, of do this because of you love me or because I love you. This is why I want to do this. And very often they're inviting you into a compromising position by telling you of how much they love you. Have you been there before? A lot of us have. You know, if you love me, you would do dot, dot, dot. But God is asking you to say, no, I'm going to stand firm. He said, no, this is not how love works. This is not good love. God, God's love is perfect. And I'm going to make a stand morally. I'm going to make a stand uh, in my convictions because God loves me more than this person ever could. There's no one who loves you like God. He says, he says that he even knows when the birds, the sparrows, uh, the word here in the Greek is this idea of not just when they die, but when they land. He knows when the sparrows land. That's obsessive. That God knows when every single bird lands and alights on a tree. That's incredible. By the way, March 20th is World Sparrow Day. Um, if, you would, if you celebrate that next year, set your calendar. Uh, there's a bunch of people who come together March 20th every single year and celebrate sparrows. God says this in verse 31 of Matthew 10. Don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Did you know that? That you're more valuable to God than a bunch of birds. Next time you walk out your yard and see the birds, you say, man, God loves me more than that pigeon. 
God loves you more than that dove. What an amazing God we have. There's no one who loves like our God. The, the writers of the New Testament uh, were, realized that we struggle with understanding how much God loves us. And so over and over again, the writers reminded us of how much he loves us. We see this all through the Bible, this extraordinary love of our God and our need to be reminded of it. Ephesians 3, uh, Paul has a prayer that he's just, it's the, Ephesians is sort of in the middle of Ephesians, but he has this prayer. He says, I, because of what God has done in our lives, he says, I fall on my knees and I just, and I, and I, and I pray for you because uh, I want you to understand how great God's love is. He says in Ephesians 3, he says, I want you to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. May you have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth of God's love. And very often that is where we trip is because we don't know that God loves us. Over and over again, we fail to make a stand and we are afraid because we do not know we are loved. And we do not live in the reality that God loves us. Oh my goodness. I can do just about anything if I know someone loves me. But God, perfect love, loves me. And there's no, there's no breadth, there's no height, there's no, that is too big for the love of God. Romans 8 says the same thing. He says this, understand that when you're facing persecution and hard times, it is know that you're loved. Romans 8, verse 37, Know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we need to ground ourselves in the love of God. Grade 12s and all of us, over and over again, you'll be in a position where people will question your convictions. But if you are a child of God, understand that that's normal for people to question your convictions because you belong to him. They will question what you believe. They will push back on you. That's reality. And the system of justice that they will try to enforce on you, which is injustice, will be trumped by the justice of God. And therefore, we stand and we stand firm on God's justice. But God can back it up. He can back up His righteousness with His power. There's no one who can stand up to the power of God. The Bible says in Philippians 2 that every knee will bow. Every knee will bow on the planet and submit to that power. But it's not just power, it's not just justice, it's love. Man, our God is obsessed with us. God loves us. So you got four reasons to stand. Grade 12, say it with me. We belong. God is just. Why don't y'all join the grade 12 over here? They're having a little trouble. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, let's say it together, ready? Okay, so number one, we belong. That was beautiful, church. That was beautiful. But can we do it a little louder? That was amazing. Why do we stand firm? Because? Because. Right. Because God is just. just. Praise the Lord. 
And then number three, because God is powerful. That was really bad. So <laughs> let's say it with power. God is power. <laughs> yeah. May the church be unified today. Praise the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. God, I'm gonna, we're going to say this together. I'm going to give you the words here. God is all-powerful. Ready? God is all-powerful. One, two, three. God is all-powerful. That's good. And then last but not least, number four, God is love. God is love. We got good four reasons, right? We belong. God is just. God is powerful. God is loving. What else do you need? Stand firm. Don't be afraid. Go into the world and stand firm. Wow. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you. Just as you commissioned the apostles, Lord, you commission us. You send us out into the world, Father, to make disciples, to stand firm on your love, your power, your justice. And Lord, our identity, Lord, we belong to you. And so, Lord, we give you praise today. We thank you, God, that, uh, Lord, we can stand firm. Father, we have every reason not to be afraid as we go into this world. Lord, thank you for New Song Family Church, for how they have given, how they have loved, how they've encouraged. Lord, I thank you for this church. Lord, we give you praise today. In your name I pray. Amen. This morning, as we continue to worship, uh, there are people who uh, know who they are who are going to be baptized this morning. And uh, I'm going to ask uh, those people who are being baptized, if you would head on down uh, to the bottom. And we're going to sing, and then we're going, to, we're going to all come together for them to be baptized. These people are making a huge, bold stand in baptism, by the way. Um, and so as we go down for baptism, don't be afraid. Those baptismal candidates, you're making a stand for Christ today, very boldly and openly. Those who are being baptized today, we have talked to. And we know that they have decided to follow Jesus Christ. We know that for a fact. And so we baptize them for that reason this morning. So let's worship together, stand together, and then join us. This is Rico Veca, and I'm also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today. And it is my hope that you'll join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.